0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Weight Loss Journey. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. It's my journey. But along with me for the ride is Cheryl Nesson, my nutrition coach. And she gets to run these things. I'm just here as eye candy.
1: I see. And we see, I see Damien said he's ready for the discussion. The discussion. I love it. So um, I know last week I was not here and uh, you had spoken a little bit about self-sabotage. And then we talk about this week and One of the things I asked you before I came on here was like, Hey, um, do you think that this week was any bit of self-sabotage because you've had such a rough week and you insured me like, absolutely not. So fill the listeners in a little bit about what you've been dealing with this week.
0: So when I went live last Friday, I then got up, went to Pennsylvania Saturday morning, went to see my mom for Easter, had a great weekend. Uh, my mom isn't into like the traditional foods for holidays, So we literally had chicken salad and air fried potatoes for Easter dinner. It was delicious. It was super healthy. And that's what I love about my mom. She is all in on this with me. Left there, came back on Sunday, got up Sunday or Monday morning and could not breathe through my nose at all. And then ended up with just the shakes, the shivers, uh, the full on flu for about three full days. And as I told you earlier today, when we kind of chatted is it was a week of, it was a week of amping myself up to do an interview and then crashing right after, um, and collapsing because, uh, I was so sick with the flu and just trying to like keep moving and keep, And I ended up getting four workouts in, in the garage this week, not super intense, but got some sweat going. Um, so that's why I'm saying not self-sabotage as bad as I felt like I did amp up and try to get some stuff in. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would crash immediately after.
1: Yeah. You're literally just, and it's, it's the thing is like, we can focus on all the things we're not doing, Or we can focus on, I can just stay consistent with this one thing. And I think for you last week, it was like, I'm staying consistent with this one thing. I do think, honestly, I do think you are pushing yourself a little bit too hard. I do. I think that, and and, and there's nothing that I can tell you because I get it. When you're, me and Scott just had a conversation about my own health. And it's so hard when you're passionate about what you do to tell yourself you can still do it too much you can still be overbooked and all these things and I just think back to you know like you've been sick quite a bit in terms of and I know a lot of it has been this sinus thing but why right like why is all this happening and and a lot of people don't understand how stress and and not getting enough sleep and all of these things can impact our ability to have a healthy immune system And it's really, really, really hard to also change that because like I said, you are crushing the podcast game right now. Um, and I get it. It's just, I want you to really think as you're scheduling things out in your schedule this week is all right. Like I need to let my body recover back to hundred percent because all that hyping yourself up just to have that adrenaline dump is like, so not good for the body and and that's not just from a weight loss perspective, but also from a health perspective. And so I think for you, that's going to be really hard because I also know that your schedule is at the mercy of all the athletes and all of the athletes want to be like, oh, you got to do it after I'm done training or on my rest day. And that's something very hard for you guys to work with. But it's also okay to be like, okay, if I only do two interviews this week, that's okay. I need to be able to recover a little bit. So what do you think about that?
0: Uh my brain just short circuited when you said that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Dude, I I get it, man. It's like yeah, me, it's, it's just
0: it's but it's not hard. what I do. It's you know, I, I grew up in a blue-collar family with a dad who worked his ass off 18 hours a day sometimes. And that's that's what I'm that's what my example was. Mm-hmm. And this is something I want more than anything I've ever wanted in my life and to be successful at this. Mm. And that is not going to come with me just being passive about what I do, but I do understand. And I think like really the sinus issue I had put me in such a deficit of like getting good sleep. And when I, when I do have time to relax and rest, I'm not getting that because I have the sinus issues and everything that's going on. And then it compounds when I work this hard that my body just shuts down on me every so often. So Absolutely. I do understand it from a, a strategic point of view, but man, my my ethic is having a hard time wanting to believe it. But it makes sense.
1: You're missing it, Scott. Because what I started with is this. All right. I also understand outside of the ethical. Okay. Guys, this is Scott's journey. Okay. Coach Cheryl has been diagnosed with hypertension. I am 37 years old, across the games athlete, healthy as can be, and I have high blood pressure. Why? Because I try and do what I love too much between my job as a nutrition coach and my passion for helping people and never shutting this damn phone off and having people be able to reach out to me in every way that they can, but always wanting to be there for them and also grow and take care of my training. I can love it all and want it all for myself. And at the end of the day, I could end up killing myself because I want it so bad. And that's not giving you, that's not turning this into me, but this is where I want you to, I understand from that perspective. And I am not telling you to quit. I'm telling you to keep going. What I'm telling you though, is, is, Hey, you might have to have a day or two where you're like, this is my busy day. That means tomorrow needs to be a no day. You got to have a no day. You got to have a no time. You know, you gotta, you gotta have that built in and, and you honestly don't have to always have it built in, but you have to recognize when you need it before you need it. You have to start to feel those signals because I think we all know that they're there. Oh man, one more. I'll make it. I'll get through this one more. And then that's usually when it's like one too far. So I just want you to be aware of that because it also, you know, when it comes to you, you want this more than anything. You also want your goal more than anything, your personal goal. And when you're not healthy and you're doing too much, it also affects your focus on your own personal goal. And also I understand this as well, because I have two very conflicting goals. It's not easy to try and be a top level athlete and also run a nutrition coaching company that I want to grow and build and help more people. And I'm pulled more to help more people than I am to be an athlete a lot of times. Just like I think you are pulled to care more about your business than you are about yourself. And I'm giving you some, I'm giving you some open talk today with the listeners. Cause I, I know that that's who you are. You're a hard ass worker. You always have worked hard. That's why you were showing up in your garage last week and do what you could, you know? So but I want you to, to just recognize you don't have to change a thing right now. I just want you to recognize that the immune system being compromised could also be a factor in why you're getting a little bit sick a little bit quicker and things kind of, you know, all of this stuff kind of compounding because the sinus stuff likely started from a sickness back when that just kept compounding. So um, I also recommend it, I know you're doing the wilds wild health blood work, super stoked for you for that. Um, I really want you to get on vitamin D. I said, if anything else, vitamin D is super cheap. And I think it's just one thing that everybody should be taking fish oil and vitamin D. We can't get enough of that right now. I mean, just, we don't get enough vitamin D. Most people are vitamin D deficient and fish oil. You're not eating a ton of, you know, fatty fish. You're not eating a bunch of wild caught salmon. I mean, none of us really are. So That those two things will definitely help with your immune system, help with inflammation, help with the sinuses, it'll help with everything. So, um, but that was my little rant to you.
0: Yeah. And I, and I do see it. If you remember, even like a few months ago, I had set aside a day that was a no podcast day. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have that anymore. Yep. Because I'm trying to get in everything I can um, for this, we're in such, we're, we're starting to grow again. And it's, and then that just feeds the monster, right? Like when your company grows and it's moving in the direction you want it to move, it feeds the monster that is, and then you just want to keep pushing it and getting it to keep growing.
1: Yep. I freaking get it, dude. I literally, what did I just tell you before here? I'm like, I'm getting ready to launch a six week summer sprint, a six week challenge. I don't have to do that. Why am I doing it? Cause I've had some people reaching out to me about doing a challenge. I'm like, all right, I'll do another challenge. It's we're due. So it's like, but now I'm going to add that extra work to my plate. I get it, man. I, I freaking feel you in a different way. Um, and, and I just want you to just, what I will say is this, is that even if you can't take a day, make sure you have a couple of days where it's on your time. And that's what I've really tried to do with my Sundays and my Saturdays. My Sundays and my Saturdays, I, I still work. I work seven days a week, but on my Sundays and my Saturdays, it's on my time. So like this morning, I wanted to build out my next four-week cycle of lifting for my clients. And I did, up until I started to get anxious, I was like, all right, I've done enough because that takes so much creative energy. It's like, all right, that's enough. You finish that part of it, block it off, go, go to church. And that's what I did. You know, So I, I think that giving yourself that space You don't have to take a whole day, but you just have to take a look at around those busy days where you can kind of pull back a little bit. So, you know, because yeah, like last week you were sick. Did you, you didn't track anything. You think you were under eating. You said, correct.
0: I was deaf. Like I didn't eat anything for two days for sure. I, if I tried to eat, I threw it right back up.
1: Yeah. So you were sick. Um, your weight is up a little bit today, but it's Sunday. Did you go out to eat or anything this weekend? No,
0: no, no, I think I'm just inflamed from everything yeah. from the week. Um, I feel puffy, like yep. I just feel off oh. that.
1: yeah. So what does your work week look like this week? Are you crazy busy this week?
0: I'll be honest, I don't even look at my calendar that far ahead because yeah. um it just gets me.
1: Yeah. Anxious. But
0: I know, I know I have some stuff this week.
1: Yeah. What like time do you typically have, go to bed?
0: We have two shows tomorrow. Um, couple shows on Tuesday. Yeah.
1: What time do you go to bed? 10 o'clock. Okay. What time do you wake up?
0: Uh, 730.
1: Okay. I'm happy with that. Do you sleep? Are you sleeping through the night right now or with the sickness are you not sleeping? You see, you're waking up a lot. Yep. Okay. Um, and is it because of the sinus stuff that you're not sleeping?
0: Um, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just I wake up to pee and then can't get back to bed.
1: Okay. So other thing about under eating, that's a red flag for undereating. Why? So when we undereat, okay, our body, we raise our cortisol levels because it's telling our body, it's trying to signal our body, hey. We, our blood sugar is going to drop. Our cortisol is going to come up to tell us, Hey, you need to eat something. So a lot of times if people are waking up in the middle of the night to pee and they can't fall back asleep. Their mind's racing. Their cortisol is high. Their blood sugar is low. And I think that this is one of the things that even as an athlete, we experience this as, as it's not overtraining, but it's one of the signs like, Hey, you're not eating enough. Like you, you stressed your body out too much, your central nervous system. So are you familiar with your heart rate variability? I know you used to wear a whoop strap that people that wear the whoop strap that live a job like that work a schedule like you should actually pay attention to your whoop strap, your HRV, you know, how regular is that? Is that tanking because that's a sign of too much stress on your nervous system. That's also likely why you're having a hard time sleeping. So like when, as an athlete, when I'm doing a ton of, um, like Olympic lifting and I'm like really pushing percentages It's not the volume or the weight that is so demanding. It's the amount of motor recruitment, brain energy that that requires. Top that with staring in front of my computer and actually doing thorough check-ins with my clients. It definitely will keep me up at night, not because of them or because of the training, but because my brain has just got so much it's trying to decompress from. So I think that eating is going to be important. I know that your nighttime habit of eating has to change a little bit, which we can actually go into that a little bit, but, um, but I think getting you eating more again, this week is going to be the key. That's my, my focus for you is why I want, I really want to get you back on track with your eating this week and, you know, like looking ahead.
0: Well, one thing um, about that mind racing thing and Bruce kind of brought it up is he asked, is it preparing for the guests? Um, One thing about what we're doing right now. and, And you mentioned this to me earlier today is you don't know a lot of the athletes we're interviewing right now. And because of that, like it takes more research to have talking points for an athlete that isn't out there all the time and that you just know off the top of your head from being in the space. So it does take a lot more prep today. What I'll say is I've learned, and I just started doing this in the last couple of weeks, and that is if I wake up and my mind is racing about research about somebody or something or, or something I'm, I need to get done. It is better for me to get up out of bed and just do it, finish it and go back to bed. And I fall right back to sleep.
1: I, I disagree. If I,
0: if I don't get up and do it, I'd lay, I'll lay there the rest of the night.
1: What I think a bit, so I've, I've, because I've, do you, are you familiar with all of our list, uh, Huberman lab, Andrew Huberman? He has amazing, amazing guy. I would love to have him on my podcast. Um, Very, very smart in terms of like knowing about sleep and like just a world of knowledge. That is probably the worst thing you could do for your sleep because it also awakens your central nervous system. So even when you fall back asleep, you're not getting deep sleep. But what you should do is not get up and do it. You can brain dump like write down the things that are on your mind, like keeping a notepad by your bed or getting up and going and writing it down and then putting it away. In fact, they do recommend brain dumping for people like us before bed, where you literally have a piece of paper, everything you can think of that's going through your head at that moment. Just write it down. I don't think I do the next day, whatever, write it down and be done with it because that sometimes helps you realize, okay, I got that shit out my plate. It's all it's all out. I don't have to worry about it right now, Um, because that's probably more important for you than anything. And reminding yourself of this, you're interviewing these people, right? So as much as you think you have to do a lot of research, you want to know a little bit about them. But also, as an athlete, it's cool that you know. um, But it's also nice that you ask, because some things we want to maybe tell a story about, and that might bring the listeners more. I mean, personal. You know, it's like, you know, so you might be doing more than you really have to, you know, I think getting the basics covered, but like also being like, it's your plat, you you're putting these athletes on your platform for them to share their story. So let them talk, you know, and like, you know, you might have a couple of things you have interest of. You shouldn't have to do that much. It should not, it should definitely be letting them then do that. So that's my opinion.
0: So I I will tell you, and this is, this is not supposed to be a podcasting podcast, Yeah, but but there are, I would say 90% of the time, I don't even use the notes I take down. Great. So what's the point, right. right? But, but in that 10% case where the person isn't, isn't willing to talk like a Cheryl yeah, or a Dex or somebody like that, where you just pull the string and let them go. Like I have to like pull it out of them mm-hmm. and I have to be prepared in those instances. And with these athletes, I don't know which one is which.
1: Yep. So I say that this is what I would tell you. I'd find three fun facts about these athletes as a topic of discussion, call it a day, three important things that you can find from them. They, maybe they, so the one girl you just interviewed with the freaking, oh my God, I'm so interested in her. I think it was the same one, the Chloe, the freaking cereal milk lattes. I'm like, genius. That's such a cool idea. Like that's a cool thing to, to know about somebody, right? But if you can find some random things in her Instagram, that's it. Mostly because I want you to take care of yourself, and that's number one here. This is this is Scott's journey, and I get it. It's a it's a journey to 100 pounds, but listen, guys, for all of you guys to understand, the 100 pound weight loss is an outcome. It is not the success. It is the outcome of every single day, and every single week, and every single month of you doing the things you said you're going to do for yourself. That's the success. the win is in your commitment to those things. The 100 pound loss doesn't it, it, it doesn't matter nearly as much. you've lost 100 pounds before. okay like when well, you lost when, you, when you, you lost well over 100 pounds. when you got to that goal weight, it wasn't so much about how you felt that day. you didn't feel remarkable that one day. It was every single day, the compounding changes and that's what makes the journey. So just wanted to say that.
0: Well, one thing I did bring up last week when I was on here by myself was that I don't even know if you realize this, but when I, when I first started with you, I weighed 412.6 pounds.
1: I think it was 417 on the spreadsheet.
0: And I am 312. Yep. I was at 309. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've lost over 100 pounds together. Yep. You know, and so that 100 pounds can move to wherever, wherever we want. We've accomplished a lot. Yeah. And, um, and I have to remember that too, and remember that all that work that we put in.
1: Yeah, I think the main thing is, you know, whatever you do to lose weight, is what you do to maintain it, and that's why I'm really real. I, I'm pushing you to look at these types of things because. You know, when it comes to maintaining weight loss, you have to think about all the factors that stop you from doing the things that you're supposed to be doing in your journey, right? So what's stopping you from eating enough food? What's stopping you from tracking your food? Not that you're going to track your food all the time, but what's stopping you from doing those things that you do when life is good? Because if you don't address those things, they're going to sneak back in. And that's when people regain weight because they don't ever figure out how to change those little things and it's not it's not this big culture thing it's not telling you hey scott i want you to give up xyz it's like all right i'm doing too much well guess what if i'm going to be doing too much i'm still going to make sure that i'm sticking to my nutrition like just because i'm busy doesn't mean i cannot make myself a priority and it means that i've got to get a good night's sleep which that's why i was asking about the sleep quality because the amount of hours you're getting doesn't look bad i'm not unhappy with that so but it's really looking at like where you have to put some emphasis in and struggle a little bit and be like, this is hard. Just like with these interviews you're doing, like there's probably times where, like this is hard. Like It's hard to show up right now. I don't have the energy, but you do. you got to sh- put that drive into you. And I know last week you were sick, so I'm not stressing about last week, but I want to tell you this because this week you might have a rough week where you're busy and I don't want our checking to be like, yeah, I was really busy and I was stressed out and didn't get to track my food and I, I don't know where I'm at. Like, I know I'm, I know I'm under eating like it's going to be the same thing. You know, I want you to be like, you know what? I freaking crushed this week despite having like 10 interviews, a full time job and having to deal with home drama, whatever home drama might be. So if any, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want you to feel. Cause guess what? Next week you're going to be like, damn, I crushed the week. So that's, that's, yeah. but so, so this week, I feel like well, I, we have a couple other things I want to talk about today, but um, I want a commitment from you. What is your commitment to yourself this week?
0: Um, well, I'm already gonna. I'm already convinced. I'm going to the gym tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, not in my garage. Um, and I will track my food for the week.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: as we get and every week until we get yep. to semis.
1: I love it. And the reason we're tracking food is because you don't eat enough. I, here's this. You probably don't have to track your food and see results because I know you eat so good. However, it also blurs the lines of actually getting results because now we're guessing you're tracking your food. I know you're getting in enough calories. I know you're getting in the right type of calories and it keeps us going. So I want that from you this week. You know, like it's, doesn't take any extra time. It's it's just a matter of like the mental thing. So, um, in fact, I love that I track my food because before I came on this podcast, I smash some of that lesser evil Himalayan sweetness popcorn. I freaking love that stuff. I cannot get enough of it. I don't know why. I'm just addicted to it. So I was like, how many carbs are I left? Oh, perfect. I got plenty of carbs left for this. So, but I, I love that. So you're committing to seven days of tracking, hitting the gym, call it five days. Is that manageable?
0: I think probably four days at the gym, one day at home.
1: Love it. All right. So I was listening to your podcast, and it might have been I listened to two or three interviews, and I'm getting them all blurred up. Um, Like I said, I'll know more when I get to actually meet these people at the at the finals. But uh, you mentioned running, and I don't know, and I wanted to get your ask. I wanted to ask your opinion. It. I sensed a sense of I would love to be able to get back to that, but or was I just sensing that you were expressing it? I I kind of was like a little bit like, Hmm, I feel like I want to talk to him about this running thing and see if this is something that he is missing, like enjoyed that as part of his journey. Like I felt it sounded like you were very proud of those two days a week of running. So fill us in on that.
0: Yeah. So, and I don't know if you can see like behind me right there. So, the thing I hated most when I first started CrossFit was running. It's never been something that I loved. And so rather than like complain about it all the time, I just leaned into it and said, okay, I hate you, but we're going we're gonna to get to know each other really well. And my first goal, and remember, I started CrossFit 500 pounds, was to run a 930 mile. That doesn't sound like super fast, but for me, that was a big deal. And so I started signing up for all the five K's, all the four milers, all the five milers. And that's what those, that kind of represents there. I love it. And, um, and what I did is to prepare for those, I would run, I would do a small run on Tuesdays and a bigger run on the weekends. And for me at a Clydesdale weight, it was a two mile run, at least on a Tuesday and then a um, wow. I'm good,
1: Scott. I got you. Can
0: you see it? And then on the, on the weekends, it was, uh, like a four mile run at least. And then I would do that all the time and I would go ahead and, um, and then do these races. And what it, what it became for me is that running then was my rest during workouts. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't this thing I dreaded in the middle of a workout. It was something that I learned that I could pace depending on what the workout was. If it was a sprint, I could go hard on the run. If it was something like a long chipper, that was a place for me to catch my breath and just kind of get the rhythm back of the run and, and then come back in and do whatever I needed to do. And so while I never enjoyed going out on the runs specifically, I enjoyed what it did for me and it made me feel like I was at peak fitness at that time.
1: Yeah. It's so funny that I just have to mention to you. Um, the whole running is the rest. God, I miss those days. Oh, can I just, I just gotta, cause this is, I remember that time in my life when I, before I was, com- I was competitive in CrossFit and then my first week up at CrossFit New England, the workout was Nancy and I'm pacing the runs because I'm like, I'm going to pace the runs and go into the overhead squats and broken Ben's like, you got to run faster. You're not running fast enough. All of a sudden, whole new world just opened. Nope. You got to push the runs because guess what? Everybody else is pushing the runs, but just a little tangent. It's no longer like that for me anymore, but yeah. And that's why I was like, dude, I I think we got to get you back into running. I don't know. I feel like I get it. The bike is, is, is easy sub, right? Like it's, and, but let me tell you guys, Nobody likes the bike. Nobody likes the bike. I mean, maybe there's a couple people that out there that that want to just crush the bike, but guys, the bike's boring, right? Like most people are like, oh, getting on the bike again. Whereas running, I just feel like for me, why I liked running more than biking and rowing is cuz I felt like I was going somewhere. Like I felt like I was on a trail um and when I used to run, I used to be like, oh, I'm going to like get to that pole or whatever. Like when I first started getting into running, I just think that running is such such a good when not abused, because obviously there's people that run too much, <laughs> Bruce running. oh, um, But it's, it is such a good way to build fitness. For one, you're moving your body weight. You're not pushing an external object like a bike or a rower or anything like that. Um, the awareness you build, you can really learn to control your heart rate, your breathing, and all that kind of stuff because you can slow down uh, without the pressure of looking at a machine and the pace. And the muscular fatigue is very different on a run. Most people, unless you're Cheryl Nasso, don't your legs don't give out. Your freaking lungs give out, you know. So like more as your fitness gets better, it changes a little bit. So,
0: I, so, I, so if you pull up, if you pull up that picture one more time, yep. Yeah. Because that was the biggest run I've I had ever done, and will ever do probably.
1: Yeah. I don't know if so I, blow it up. I don't know if I can blow it up. So I'm
0: I'm the guy on the left, just in case you don't know. That was. You know, look, look at the neon, look at the headband. Like I was rocking the shit, man. Yeah. And, uh, and that was a quarter marathon. Love it. So, and that was the last maybe 100 yards of that 6.55 miles. And, uh, and look, like I'm still upright, still kicking it. Got the rock tape on the knee.
1: I uh, see that. Crushing it. Yeah. Well, I would love to, I mean, cause I know that when, you know, we have talked about doing triathlons like that. And I think that is something that you should try and push for. Still. I do think that that is something that you could, you're a swimmer. I mean, that would be a great thing for you to do. Hell, I told you, I will sign up for one with you. Um, it's gotta be warm enough for me. Cause I'm not, I'm a baby in the cold water. So got it's either gotta be somewhere warm. Um, I am planning on doing an Ironman at the end of the year, uh, because that was one of my goals once to have my so- shoulder surgery. So once I get clearance from my doctor, that's my plan, but, um, I would totally do, a, I think you should sign up for a triathlon, man, because I think that giving you something to, what is the distance in a triathlon now? 5k, right? 5k run is try a sprint. Try? Uh, and
0: it depends on the size A sprint is 5k. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You could totally do a sprint try because you've got the bike. I mean, the bike's going to be easy for you with all the biking you do. The swim will be easy for you. It'll be the running or you just sign up for a 5k. Hell, maybe you can plan to run a turkey trot this year. I don't know if they do that at Polaris. A lot of a lot of the gyms around here all sign up for the, the turkey trots. Um, and they do a 5k turkey trot, you know, but that might be something you could do yeah. and push for.
0: Yeah, I'd like to get out and start running again. And it's one of those things you probably just got to start doing it.
1: 100%. Your body
0: just needs to become acclimated to it.
1: What I would say um, is what I, my suggestion was going to, be because honestly, like I told you earlier, it also helps with fat loss. Like I'm going to be honest guys, not that I want people thinking, I'm just going to go run to lose weight, but like whenever I'm running my, the, my body weight drops so much quicker because the, it's just so metabolic. Um, you don't want to do it too much. It's rough on the joints. My suggestion is even I'd mentioned the air runner, but if you're not comfortable on that thing, I would say that maybe you could start with a Tuesday and a Saturday being a, I'm going to start with a 400 meter warm up jog, you know, or something along those lines or a two to three minutes on the air runner, just to start to get your feet wet and running. And then it might be the next step might be if there's a workout that they program with running and you typically bike instead, let's just say the workout is, let's just say the workout is Nancy and it's running and um, overhead squats. Maybe you do like one round, you do a 200 meter run and then the other round you do the bike, you know, or something along those lines to kind of start to work into running, you know, or you make that day like I'm going to do the workout with the bike just to keep the intensity up. But well, I'm going to be honest, you probably will keep the intensity up with the run. Um, But then you're going to do like an extra 400 meter run at the end or something along those lines. I think that just slowly incorporating a little bit of running would be a good start for you if it's something you want to get back into.
0: Yeah. I think it'd be good. And, and it, and practically when I'm at the games, having to run from event to event, Yeah, yeah. you know, it'll, it'll pay dividends there as well.
1: Yeah. I know. Listening to you guys talk about moving the cheese curds. I, like, I didn't even think about that. Y'all are probably trying to hustle that stuff.
0: <laughs> so well, it's, it's not trying like the, this was the Castro days and I'm sure it's the same now, but when I was a volunteer, and you were moving equipment back to the start line. You had two minute, like they gave you a, t- a time window and you had to have it done in that time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was vicious. Yeah. It was like doing a workout in between every heat.
1: Yep. I, volunteers, you guys bust your ass. That's why when we mentioned semifinals, um, you know, we're going to be going to semifinals this year. And I, I was going to do some volunteering I'm like, do I really want to do that? I'm like, I'm going to be busting my ass, but it's honestly, it's hard. I want to be a part of the CrossFit community in some way this, this year, you know, I feel like it's just, is what it is. So I thought that would be fun. So, but I'm going to be working with you. So you're going to, you're going to be teaching me what to do. You're going to be giving me this, this, it'll be Scott's show that weekend for sure. So, but, um, all right. So we've got some commitments. I think five workouts, four in the gym tracking your food. And maybe we'll see some progress in the running. Maybe you do go in on Tuesday morning. You're like, today's the day. If not, it's still a thought up here. So um, I think that nutritionally right now, by the way, I think that a lot of people think that nutrition coaching is just macros. How often do we actually talk about your macros, except for when you're under in your protein, right?
0: Like, yep
1: it's usually not the problem right now. I'm going to be honest. I have some clients that are very easy. I'm like, Oh yeah, just macros, just macros. But a lot of times people don't realize that the food isn't always the problem. It's often why is that stuff not changing and happening? So, um, but I think you've been doing an awesome job regardless. And uh, I'm looking forward to you hopefully having a good week of nutrition, despite, I don't care if you're sick, you're freaking blowing snot up your nose and at your at your dog, whatever. I want to see food in the journal, even if it's literally ramen every day. Okay, so you got it. All right. Any questions from our listeners? Except, oh, Bruce, go do the no open. Have fun with that. The workouts actually looked pretty good. I think I saw, I saw two of them. I don't know if they were all out now. I don't know how many they released. I saw two of them, but um, have fun with that.
0: Yeah. And thanks everybody for joining in the chat. It's been awesome. Love your feedback as we're doing these. Um, With that, we'll see everybody next week on the Clydesdale Weight Loss Journey. Bye, guys.